Hi, I'm Tiffany Roten, and this is Happy Young Adults, Episode 24, Fear of Failure. Welcome to Happy Young Adults. I'm Tiffany Roten, owner of Direct Your Life Coaching. I'm a huge fan of young adults, a mom of five, four of which are young adults, a lover of everything outdoors, and a certified life coach. I'm here to give you tools to feel better, to find more confidence, to feel less stress in your life, and to look to your future with confidence and excitement. Let me help you learn to become a happy young adult. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing? How's your summer going? You know, I'm not going to lie. My summer has been crazy. It's been so much fun and we've done lots of different things, but it's kind of been a lot. And it's sort of funny when I'm home, I'm like, oh, I want to go do something fun. I want to get out. I want to take a break, go on a trip, do something, whatever. But then there are times when I've been traveling a little bit and I'm like, okay, I just want to go home. I just want to sleep in my own bed. I just kind of want to get back to normal. And that's kind of where I'm at. So I'm sort of trying to get on sort of my regular routine and schedule and kind of get things moving again after sort of lots of fun this summer and doing a lot of fun things. I hope your summer's going great. I hope you're doing fun things and I hope you're making it a fun summer by planning and you taking control of your own summer and doing the things you want to do. So today I want to talk about an episode that I've been thinking about for a while. And it's something that I've been watching in a lot of clients that I've had over and over again in their lives and in the lives of the young adults that I coach. And I also see it in other people that, that I either don't coach or sometimes I coach people that aren't young adults. So, but that is this topic of the fear of failure. I don't know why. And I've thought a lot about this, why it is that we're so afraid of failure. I think a lot of it comes down to what we make that failure mean about us. And usually we make it mean that we are a failure. If, if we've had a failure, then we personally are a failure. And that really hurts to even think that way. But, you know, we got to look at that. Is it really true? Is that really true? Are we a failure if we have things not go the way we hoped. So today we're going to discuss a few things. We're going to discuss what failure is, what failure is not, and then we're going to find out why failure is nothing more than feedback. So you're just going to have to trust me on that last one. I promise I'll explain myself. So the first thing I want to talk about is what is failure? So you you know how I talk about, you know, thoughts versus facts, right? Did you know that failure is actually not really a fact? In most cases, I would say it's a thought. Now, that's really good news because what it tells us is that we're determining what the failure is, what is failure instead of actually having this evidence of what we've done as a failure. Stick with me here. So I want to give you an example. So say that we get an F on a test. Now, 
Most of us humans understand that an F is a grade, at least in the United States, that they give us at school, and it has a lot of drama and connotations with it, right? But most of it, us look at an F in school as being a failure. It's, you are failing. But is it really? Is it possible that an F grade, that we could actually look at an F grade differently? Now, I'm not saying all of you go out there and flunk school. Okay, please don't think that's what I'm saying. But I just want to look at this idea of what failing is and what an F grade is. But probably the first thing we think about is if I failed a test, then I am failing. I am a failure. But as we know, sometimes getting a, a good grade on a test doesn't mean, or a bad grade on a test doesn't mean that we fail the whole class. It's just that particular grade shows us that maybe we don't either know the the topic or the things that we were taught, or it could even mean things like we don't test well. So I have this beef and I've had it for years, even when I was in education teaching about tests. Okay. Tests don't always reflect what we actually know. Do you know what I'm talking about here? I know, you know, if you've been in school, I'll never forget that when I, when I took the ACT test and in the United States, for those of you that aren't in the United States, the ACT is a test score that we take to get into college. And it sort of is this idea of the higher the score is, the smarter we are maybe, but it's that test you take before you get into college. And so I think, I think most people probably know what it is, but for me, I'm not a good test taker. And I know that's a thought. I realize that's my thought, but so many times when you gave me a multiple choice test in A, B, C, and D, it would just jumble my brain up and I would start thinking that they're trying to trick me. And so then I would try and second guess them and second guess myself and what I'd actually guessed. And then I'd go back and I just didn't do very well on multiple choice tests. So when you look at my ACT score, most people would look at that and say, wow, she's not very smart or she's a failure or she's not going to get into a good college because she didn't get a quote good enough score, right? We hear that. But if you were to give me this same test, only give it to me like say in an essay form where I could explain myself or tell you in my own words, it'd be a totally different story. It's not that I don't know things. It's not that I'm a failure, but I learn differently. And when I take tests, I'm just a lot better at writing out my thoughts than I am trying to guess what somebody else's thoughts or answers might be. So again, if I take that grade on that test as meaning that I'm a failure or I don't get a good score, then I've done something wrong. I'm not smart. I'm not good enough. When the reality says it could mean a lot of different things. It doesn't necessarily mean we're a failure at all. So what about when you hear of, say, relationships that have, quote, failed or marriages that have, quote, failed or businesses that have, quote, failed? And I'm, there's a reason why I'm saying, quote, failed, because I'm really jumbling up this idea of what failure actually means or looks like. Well, what does it mean if a relationship, a marriage, a business has failed? What does it mean? Remil- what does it mean really? Maybe a more correct way to say that would be that a relationship or a business or a marriage has ended. Now that would be a fact, but how do we want to look at that? See, we get to choose how we look at that. When a relationship ends or a business ends or a marriage ends, is that always a failure? Well, maybe it is for some people if they choose to believe that. 
But for some people, it might be a new start or it's getting out of a relationship that's not healthy or in a business, it's figuring something out or going a different direction. Do you see what I'm getting at? We define failure in our own lives and in our own terms, and we also determine it in the lives of other people. So we need to be really careful about what we think failure is because it actually might not be. And that information could help us move forward. Okay, so now that we know what failure is, let me tell you what failure is not. Failure is not necessarily when things don't go our way or go the way we've planned. Failure isn't necessarily when a business doesn't succeed or we end up dropping out of college. That's failure only if you believe that it is. So let me tell you why it's not failure. Have you ever read any books of really successful business owners or CEOs or people that have kind of come to the pinnacle of their careers? And oftentimes you will see that along the way to their success, there's some bumps and some bruises and some quote failures as the world would say, as the world, as the, as the world would call it. Some people believe bankruptcy is a failure, but the interesting thing is, is that I've read, you know, several books about successful business owners and CEOs. And maybe is that the way, is that what we would call failure or the way in which we call failure is sometimes the very thing that teaches them what they need to know so they can become successful. So let me give you an example. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of a man named Lee Iacocca. He wrote, um, there was a best-selling book or memoir wrote, written about him, I think in the 80s, maybe 90s. I guess that kind of ages me, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, Lee Iacocca was a really powerful, successful business owner. He was one of the creators of the Ford Mustang. So he was hired by Ford and did some really bold and really imaginative things that really helped Ford become a successful company, including creating this Mustang, which was kind of bold and out there. But it was interesting. In 1978, he was fired by Henry Ford's great-grandson. And, you know, you could look at this and you could say, wow, he was a total failure. After, you know, doing what he did, he was a failure because he got fired. But the story doesn't end there. It doesn't end where he's getting fired. What ends up happening is he gets fired and he joins another company that we call Chrysler. I'm sure you've heard of it. At the time, the Chrysler Corporation was in big trouble. It was drowning. It wasn't doing well. And when Lee Iacocca joined that company, he would end up turning that whole company around. Probably part of what he learned from working for Ford, right? But he turned that company around and later it was called one of the most brilliant turnarounds in business history. But it's interesting, over his lifetime and his careers, it went up and down and up and down and up and down. He had some really big highs. He had some really big lows. I think where the magic came is when he was, quote, fired or failed or had what we would call a failure in his career, what he did instead of using that as a failure, he used it as information, used it as feedback that allowed him to become more and more successful. 
Lee Iacocca is known as one of the most successful American businessmen that's ever lived, but he wasn't fail proof. He had times when his luck was down and things didn't work out the way he'd hoped and he was fired or things looked probably bleak for him. So when I say what failure is not, I would say that failure is not giving up and not quitting and not letting ourselves get down when things don't go the way we've hoped or when we might not do the things that we thought we wanted to do or things working out the way we hoped. Okay. This brings me to my last point. And that is that maybe failure is nothing more than feedback. Like, could we choose to look at it that way? What would happen if we did? So I learned this concept recently at a business conference I was at. And I listened to this presentation by this great lady. Her name's Carrie Marshall. She's a life coach and she helps a lot of people. And she talked about how we can take failure as we see it and use it as nothing more than feedback. So you could ask yourself, what does this perceived failure teach us? What does it help us to know? She asked us to look at some of the facts of this perceived failure. Like what are the actual facts? And ask yourselves questions like, what do I need to do to adjust or adapt? What can I learn from this that will help me in the future? Aren't those really great questions that we could use in this perceived failure as a way to get some feedback on what we need to change and how we need to do things differently so that we can find more success as we go along? I also did this amazing program, oh, probably six months ago called Positive Intelligence. It was really awesome. And this creator of this program, whose name is Shirzad Shamin, really cool guy. He's a really amazing, intelligent man who has also had his ups and his downs and his successes and his quote failures. And he's also one of these people who's used those things to help him grow a very successful program and company. But in the training that I did with him, he asked us the question that when we perceive that something's gone wrong in our life, or we have met some sort of quote failure, he always asks himself the question, how could this be a gift and an opportunity? Isn't that a great question? So I want to give you an example in my own life of what this looked like at one point for me. So when I started my first semester at the university I attended right out of high school, I figured out really quickly that college was way different than high school, a lot harder. And I was pretty naive and I ended up flunking one of my first classes in college. I was super down on myself and even had thoughts that, man, maybe, maybe college isn't for me. Maybe I'm not smart enough to be here. What was I thinking? It was kind of a tough time for me. And I made it mean all these things about me that I'm a loser and I'm a failure, right? And it, and then to add to this humiliation, I was sent a letter by the university telling me that I was now put on grade, grade probation for flunking this class. And that if I didn't get my grades up, that I would be kicked out of the university. It was kind of one of these universities that's hard to get into and they take it really serious. So they told me I need to take in order to get off grade probation, I'd have to take this study skills class through the university. And I was humiliated. I was depressed. I was sad. And I thought, well, this is it. I'm going to go, I'm going into the flunkies class, right? 
Well, that was until I actually went to the class and I took the class, which ended up being an absolutely phenomenal class with a phenomenal teacher. And that class actually changed the course of the rest of the next four years of my university experience. Actually, it took me a little more like six years to finish, but that's another story. And ultimately, I believe it was the reason I graduated. So was this really a failure? An F on my grade? For me, this was the very thing that ended up being the catalyst to my success. Brooke Castillo, who owns the life coach school that I attended, she has this famous phrase, and she always says that failure is the catalyst to success. And to be honest, when I first heard that, I'm like, this this lady is a moron. Like, what is she talking about? But I want you to think about that for a minute. What are some of the things in your life that you have perceived as a failure that have that could have possibly ended up being a catalyst for success? I have this friend, this good friend, who after about 15 years into her marriage, husband left. She ended up in a divorce with three kids. Now, I know a lot of us look at divorce as a failed marriage, right? But in talking to her, now that she's remarried to a really great guy and very happy, she believes that she could not have had the marriage because she could not have had the, if she would have not had the experience of her first marriage and going through this divorce and, and going through what she did and perceived this perceived failure, as she called it, she would have never gotten to the point where she is now, where she recognizes and understands on a whole new level what she didn't before, what kind of a man she really wants to be married to and, you know, share her life with and the kind of life she actually wanted. She didn't even know until she had this perceived failure. You know, she probably wouldn't have chosen this divorce on her own, but she had to make a choice when her husband took off. And so like Sherzad Charmaine says, how can this be a gift and an opportunity? In her life, it really has become a gift and an opportunity for her. And she's told me her marriage is now 10 times the marriage that she had before. So my question then to you is, was that really a failed marriage? Or was that a catalyst to now a very successful marriage? I don't know. You decide. So for you young adults that are starting out in your life, and I'm sure that you can see sometimes in your life, you can see things that you perceive as failures. Times when things didn't go the way you'd hoped. Times when you felt like a loser, like you weren't good enough. Good enough. Like you were never going to succeed. And by the way, we all feel that way from time to time. We really do. But I want you to ask yourself the question, what kind of feedback can I get from this perceived failure? And the other question I want you to ask is how could this become a gift or how has it become a gift and an opportunity in my life? So what does this mean for you and for me as we move forward in our lives and in our future? What if we're not afraid of failure? What if we didn't look at it as meaning something about us? What if we looked at it as experiences and ways in which we become better and we grow and we learn and that these times that are hard that we call failure are actually nothing more than ways to grow and to become more successful and further on, just become further on in our lives. If we looked at failure that way, then we wouldn't be so afraid of it. And if we weren't so afraid of it, then maybe we'd try we try to we try things that we right now maybe don't want to try cuz we're afraid of failure 
You know, would you try a new job, a new career? Would you take a chance on love after a failed relationship? We would if we weren't afraid of failure. I hear so many young adults who don't want to get married because of the fear fear of failure or, or divorce. But what if we just took, took a chance on those things and allowed ourselves the ability to take a chance, put in those efforts into those things, knowing that if things don't go the way we've planned, that we can always turn them into some sort of gift and opportunity for us and great learning that will help us to find success later on. I really want you to think about this. I really want us to stop making these things mean that we're a personally a failure and that we're wrong and that there's something wrong with us, that we're a mess, that we need to be fixed. You don't need to be fixed, okay? You're okay as you are. And I'm not saying that we just stay where we are. You know, most of us are are made to want to grow and expand and learn and, and become something more. But I also want you to know you're okay as you are right now as a human learning and growing and experiencing and gaining lots of feedback. All of our lives, we're going to come in contact with failure and success. But I'm going to tell you that neither is a problem. It's just part of the journey of life. So here's your assignment. From now on, I want you to figure out a way to not fear failure. I want you to change the way you look at failure and find the opportunities that are available in it. So with that, let me know if you need some help finding some help when, if you feel like you're a failure, if you feel like you've messed up so bad that you can't ever come back from it, I want you to come talk to me. Sign up for one free session. You, it, it's easy and I'm super neutral. You're not going to shock me with anything, but I want to help you. I really do. Go to directyourlifecoaching.com and just hit the tab that says contact me and it'll take you in my calendar. Just sign up for that free call and just, just come talk to me. Let's talk through it so that you can feel better about it. It's that easy. It really is. Well, that's really all I have for today. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Are you in need of a life coach? Everyone needs someone to talk to, someone who doesn't judge you, someone who is safe and listens to understand. What if that someone was me? If you want to find confidence and a new way to look at your life, come, let me help you. Go to directyourlifecoaching.com. But just a warning, you will never be the same again.